Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to anchor.fm now. Are we all in here now? Uh, we're all in here now, apparently. Uh, small technical okay. difficulties here at the yeah. Wide Man Can't Jump Studios. Um, <laughs> Boy, anyway, can we? We're all here now, so uh, <laughs> when we get started first, though, we must have the singing of the. Uh, National Anthem. And the rocket's red glare, timberwolves bursting in air, threes rain through the night, James Harden was there. Goddamn, was he? Thank you, gentlemen. Tom Robinson, are you okay? Damn. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 was harsh. Game one, damn, already on them. Hard way to lose a game, but uh, I expect nothing less. Him, I guess I expect nothing less out of this asshole. <laughs> Forty-four points. What do you do? What can one say about that? You know, actually, Houston didn't shoot well at all. Um, no, they didn't percentage-wise. They uh, really that didn't. Case. That's the sad part. Like. uh their three point percentage was either pretty did. awful. The Timberwolves didn't really shoot all that well either, so a little the, slightly better, but but not much. Houston shot Houston shot twenty seven percent from three. Thank God for that bearded wonder, James Harden. That fucker. Twenty one points. He's special, but he turns into the. He turns into the Invisible Man a lot. Let let the clock wind down. To take I wish right right to only, the city. It's, it's I only wish one game. game. I wish he would turn into three points, man. What's that we name? We should have this down now. It's it's uh, alphabetical or Nate Tim Tom. So what are we talking about? Everything. Everything. Huh? everything Academy of everything. the Academy of Academy of Country Music Awards. John oh, yeah, Cena I, and Nikki Bella. Oh, I'm about to say because I totally playoffs. I totally talked about watched Academy of Country Music Awards. I watched the shit out of that, you know. Yeah, I never saw that. Then, even if I'd have watched it, I probably wouldn't know three quarters of the names on there anymore. Neither did I. That's part of what I was going to rant about at some point in this program. In what but, sense? Uh, in a negative sense. Um, was supposed to be a, a tribute to 25 years ago, which was 1993, which made me go, what the fuck, that was 25 years ago? And Nate, how old were you then? Uh, 93, I've been three years old. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was just uh, dumbfounded at, thank goodness, um, 
I tuned in for the Reba, and I must give you credit, you called this Nate before on one of our shows. Reba came out in that signature red dress from the Does He Love You, which she originally sung with Hattie Davis, the mother of the Lady Annabellum chick, whoever she is, and uh, a number one from 93, and a beautiful song. And she still fit the dress pretty good, and she's still attractive for God knows how old she is now. And she sung it this time with uh, Kelly Clark Bar. I mean, Kelly Clarkson. Um, she gained weight over the years. That's a Bob Levy joke, actually. I stole. But um, Kelly Clarkson actually did it very good, did it justice, and it was a uh, a nice way to save the show from these. There's one dude that's in country now that, that like, he wears the long white uh, uh, undershirt that's, that's too long for him, like the brothers, but he's he's got tattoos and he's like a uh, a wigga, a wigga, um, as they say. And uh, it's really, I mean, George Jones is going to come back to life and just fucking run him over with a goddamn... Uh, what do you call it, a motorized lawnmower. It's fucking horrible. Uh, okay, Reba, for the record, Reba McIntyre is 63 years old. She looked good 63 tonight, I'll tell you. Yeah, she's, she, uh, she, she, she's holding up well. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to nice avoid, uh, I'm trying to give Nate some time to, to unwind because his game just barely got over, so I don't want to... Uh, I'm fine. Kick him while he's down until he gets in a better mood. You're not kicking me while I'm down. I I don't expect the Wolves to win the series. Like I said before, I'm proud that they made the playoffs. I'm proud that they're there. Um, And I'm happy that they're actually getting these guys some key playoff experience. I don't think we're going to win the – I don't think we're going to win the championship this year. We lost by three to the best team in the league tonight. We had a chance to win it where we had a chance to tie it there at the end, you know. And we didn't play excellent. We didn't play great. Um, Houston shot poorly. Our defense was okay. It wasn't great. Chris Paul was a non-factor for the most part. Uh, Clint Capella took us to school in the first half, but we made adjustments, and Capella only had four points and two rebounds in the whole second half. He, he was a ghost in the second half. So, your boy I mean, is hurt. What is it? I said your boy is hurt. Who's hurt? Jimmy Butler? Butler. Well, yeah, he's got a, his wrist is hurting. Like he's got a yeah, sore said, wrist. Yeah, they said it's really bugging him quite a bit. So that's yeah. part of the problem there. So um, Wiggins played. Wiggins didn't play great. He had 18, but he still didn't play great. Jeff Teague looked great. Um, I was really disappointed in Towns and the the Wolves not taking advantage of mismatches underneath uh, when they had them. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> You gotta give them. You gotta kind of lay off too a bit. Not, not that you're laying on them heavy or anything. It's their first playoff game. That franchise. Yeah, that's first, a lot of pressure. That's a lot like of Derrick shit Rose, to deal with. Hey, eh? Derrick Rose, Jamal Crawford, Jeff Teague, and Jimmy Butler are the only players on that team that have ever even smelled the playoffs. The rest and of these guys still have different when you're playing for another team. You got nothing there. They don't know what to expect. You know it's. It's just different. And, I don't know why it is, but it is. So And Derrick Rose Derrick Rose looked good. And they played fairly 
They they didn't get blown out. They played fairly well, they, to be honest. They I didn't, didn't, they didn't look like the Cleveland Cavaliers. They didn't look like the Cavs. No, that's true. They didn't look like them. They got well, the Cavs didn't look the Cavs didn't look like the Cavs either. Um, you know, no, as, uh, that's true. As you so graciously retweeted um, before tip off, just kind of thought about it. I've been thinking about these series uh, quite often until tip off yesterday, and I said, you know what? Let me tweet this so people can't fucking say I said it afterward. And uh, I said that Indiana just might be a pain in the ass to this Cavs team. And uh, I had a feeling that they uh, they would take game one. I didn't really want to go out there because then I get a bunch of jabronis fucking uh, replying that I don't want to fucking educate. But sure enough, uh, when I, you know, that was carried by ABC, so I was chilling on the couch, and the Flyers game was on uh, regular TV on uh, CBS or NBC, one or the other. Go and, uh, who? Go, Go Pins. Pins you guys suck, man. Both of you. He's attacking you. You're attacking Philly. Anyhow. Series, um, so I'm going back and forth to check, uh, to be loyal to Philadelphia, even though hockey's not my uh, favorite sport, but I am loyal to my hometown team. And uh, I see Kevin Love, and I'm like, oh, if he's cool, they're cool. Go for a three-pointer miss, go for a three-pointer miss, go for a two-pointer miss. I said, uh-oh. If he's not on, they ain't happening. And Indiana just did what they did. And they're a perfect example of what we harp on as far as, you know, uh, um, effort over ability. You know, in the long run, ability may may win out, but effort over ability in the short term and could steal a series. I don't think they will, but um, they they certainly, you know, outplayed. They played uh, 50 times harder than the Cavs did today yeah. because the Cavs have that mentality that, well, who cares? The seven they games, were, we'll beat them four times. I mean, they were 8 of 34 from three-point, which begs the thought, if you're shooting that poorly, why are you throwing it up from there? Uh, it's it's hard to say with them. I mean, Tyrone Lou, Tyron Lou, whichever you want to refer to him as, uh, had to take time off for for like stress and like some kind of physical ailments. But uh, being LeBron James's coach has aged him. I don't know if you saw him when he got the job, and now I know Nate has. Oh yeah. Um, no, I saw I saw looked, the article though where he where he even though he said he was coming back. He wasn't really particularly convincing that he was really all that excited to come back. When he when he took the job, he looked like uh, Barack Obama when he first got elected oh, president. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and now we're like, what are we, like two or three years into his coaching career, and he looks like Barack Obama at the end of the eight years of well, presidency. You know, yeah. it, can't be, it can't be fun even if you're winning. There's got to be times when we're talking about – you know, multi millions of dollars, and you got an owner that's a freaking billionaire who's a jerk, and a GM who might be a jerk, and God knows how many other people. And it is probably not anywhere near as fun a job as it should be. And you got LeBron James, who basically yeah. And then on top of it, you got a player who who basically controls your destiny. Yeah, and he holds the team hostage year after year after year. 
you got a couple you know guys. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, you know it's coming. And you got Tristan Thompson who's out here just getting everything pregnant that he can, apparently. Tristan Thompson uh, <laughs> knocks up another woman to try to get Khloe Kardashian to break up with him so he can avoid the Kardashian playoff curse, which is apparently a real thing. And you've got, you've got all these these pieces around him, and then you live in probably the, the second or third worst fucking city in the world in Cleveland, Ohio. So what the fuck are you going to do then? No, it has a bitch in Hall of Fame. No. Uh, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is cool. I've been there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've been to Cleveland once. Except for the debates on who should be in it and who shouldn't be, but that's a whole other. We could do 10 hours on uh, it. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Here's a fun little factoid. Any of our uh, listeners out there who may be uh, musicians, if you go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and you're a musician and you tell them you're on tour and you have a CD to show that you're in a band and you give it to them, they'll let your whole band into the Hall of Fame for free. Well, God damn, you know, I might have to... Go ahead, Tom. Go ahead, Tom. Well, that's crazy because I've read many, many, many stories of huge rock groups who, when they have the actual induction ceremony, they won't pay for extra tickets for the guys' wives and shit that the bands have to pay for them themselves. That's the ceremony. This is just to go into the Hall of Fame and visit. Well, the ceremony is how they're making their money is off, uh, off the groups. Oh yeah, yeah the, they're not dumb. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is run by the those idiots from uh, uh, from the Rolling Stone magazine, and they are well hippies, hippie idiots, in my opinion. Probably now hipster idiots with the uh, transition, but yeah. Yeah, well, but yeah, me and they're uh, getting fairly old, but they yeah, me and the, uh, the Music Hall of Fame. If they renamed the, the Music were, Hall of Fame, I wouldn't have any trouble with it anymore. Well, me and the guys were on tour up in Cleveland, and uh, we we went to the Hall of Fame. Somebody had told us that that was a thing, and I went up to the counter, and I told them, I was like, hey, we're in a band. We're on tour. we got to play tonight. We don't really have a lot to do. Uh, we heard we could come in here for free if we show you we have a CD. They like, do you have a CD on you? I'm like, yeah. And here it is. And he's like, all right, come on in. We sell them on the back of our truck. That's because he, <laughs> cause he thought you were Kerry King. He thought you were a Carrie King going through a fucking uh, peanut allergy fucking flare-up. <laughs> of course he let you. Dude, the dude from Flair's here, he's just slightly swollen. The fucking Adams Family house band. But yeah, we went in and uh, had a good time, actually. The, hall, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was pretty cool. I had a good time. Oh, I don't doubt the hall itself is cool. Like I said, I have more a problem with... You know, we're right back to the WWE Hall of Fame argument. You know, there's there's people in there that are not got anything to do with rock, not even close, who are in there, and then there are rock bands who are not. Now, Which Tim, you know Madonna of, is all rock, my friend. Not even Madonna. Madonna, you can make the argument that she's at least pop rock. <laughs> ABBA, when you get man, into, that, that was rock and roll. Rock. Pop rocks. Don't let Mikey eat that. Mother. He died. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey will eat anything. Do you even know what what, what pop, pop rocks are, mate? Yeah. Don't okay. drink pop rocks and or don't eat pop rocks and drink a Pepsi. Yeah, you know. You know what you're supposed you know what you're supposed to do with them, boys. Both of you, Tom. Oh, I, I, this, but Tom oh, I know what you're supposed, supposed to do with them. Your girlfriend. I stick them on my ass. Them no, your girlfriend's <laughs> supposed to take a good mouthful on them before she goes down on you. That's what you're supposed to do with pop rocks. 
Yeah, that's the old thing too. Yeah, I use oh, them as Benoit yeah, beef. Benoit I cannot, con- I cannot confirm that rumor. So I string them up on a on a, a low budget string, and uh, stick them up my ass like Benoit balls, and then just uh, you know pour <laughs> that Pepsi up there and see what happens. Are you going for the the Mentos Pepsi thing? That's Usually been a pretty good orgasm. One time, one of my nuts blew up, but the rest of the time, I've... Whew. Well, as long as it's only like one. A, that's where I got the nickname One Man Bukaki. Oh, my God. <laughs> Loads of entertainment here tonight. Literally. Um, <laughs> Literally. Hey, we warned you. You've been warned several story. times. I got a story about oh, Cleveland, boy. Ohio. Oh, God. I want only... My one and only venture to Cleveland, Ohio. I'm not sure if it'll translate. We'll see. Um, my crazy friend, the late, great Bob Kreiser, uh, a senior member of the Kreiser family, somehow made uh, a, a friendship, I don't know what year. Uh, it's whatever year Jim McMahon took the place of Randall Cunningham as the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. So... Uh, we went to uh, yes. we went to Eagles Browns, and he met, Bob made a friendship with uh, Jody Mack, who started at WFAN, famous 660 in New York, host of Mike and the Mad Dog, a very big station, and also works here in Philly at WIP. So we go, you know, the night before, we take a trip up to the uh, studios at WFAN. And it's Bob was uh, Nate's height. Uh, at that time, he weighed about 400 pounds. Um, bat shit crazy. Uh, Cleveland, he, he just decided, he was the kind of guy that just wanted to argue no matter what. So he decided, like, on a whim, like a month before that, that he was a Cleveland Browns fan. No explanation why. Just bought Cleveland Browns shit, decided he wants to go to Cleveland, researched them. That's just, that was just bat shit crazy, Bob. Uh, also a great friend and a loving guy, you know, at times. So I'm not, I'm not trashing him. I'm just explaining the nutcase that he was. Uh, he was a smooth talker, got Jody Mack to, uh, agree to go to this trip because he was articulate and so forth. And, you know, uh, Jody Mack said, sure, he's recently married or whatever. And, uh, me, before I became a bald psycho, me, I was kind of timid an Eagles fan, and my friend Ron Carter, who's now an attorney, who uh, just got out of the Army. He was a ranger and fucking psycho. And he's a big boy, too, like six foot, but like a a fighter in uh, in special forces, obviously, and so forth. So we take this eight-hour long drive, and... We're, we're, by the third hour, Jody Mack realizes he's into the fucking wrong deal, man. He's he's with us three idiots from Delco making private jokes. Ronnie and Bob had fucking arguments that turned into swinging at each other while driving. We're with this radio host who just met us. I'm kind of being the mediator of those two. And uh, we get there. He, do, he doesn't want to room with any of us, but... He chooses, uh, Bob says, I got Robinson, so me and Bob roomed, and then he and uh, Ronnie roomed, but me, Bob, and Ronnie went out, got drunk. They were 
exchanging words again. Even though they're best friends, they always like to fight each other. Um, so I knew this was a bad mix. So did Jody Mack, but I didn't know Jody Mack well enough. We get to the stadium, it's just like advertised, and they weren't that bad then. They had the dog pound. We weren't in the dog pound, but we were very close. And Bob and all his Nate size, um, wearing fucking Cleveland everything. We're talking to the locals, and he's going, you're a fan of Bernie, Bernie Colzar? And he's, like, trying to talk with some kind of Cleveland accent. I don't even know if that's a Cleveland accent, but that's the one he was presenting. And a couple of them were like, oh, yeah, he's a legend in Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf, yeah. I don't know if it was Terry Metcalf at that point or Eric Metcalf, somebody fucking Metcalf. But so Bob is like a hometown fucking this big goof. And the Browns jump out to this amazing lead. If you, if you pull it up on the Internet, you'll see they were up, I don't know. 28 easy. Long story short is Jim McMahon uh, channels his inner Chicago Bear 85 team and fucking pulls them all the way back. And in the end, the Eagles win 31 to 30. The fucking stadium was ready to kill people. And fucking Ranger boy Ronnie starts jumping up and down in his Eagles gear. Eagles gloves and shit. He's pushing Cleveland fans. I'm fucking trying to disappear in my chair. So is Jody Mack. We're fucking, we get outside the stadium, and everybody wants to kill Ronnie and me because Ronnie's like, come on, Ronnie, you love the fucking Eagles. And uh, I'm not brave enough to fight 65,000 people no matter what I drink. So, Bullshit. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you. And so Bob, because I mentioned that he had a, a caring side too, is, is jacked up in a... Cleveland gear starts a fight with Ronnie, a fist fight. Jody Mack is like, I can't fucking believe this. And there was no, uh, he was thinking of renting a car, you know. I was going to say there's no Uber, but he wasn't going to Uber back to uh, New York or Philly. But anyway, uh, Bob fights his own friend to protect his friend from other Cleveland people. I'm getting punched trying to pull them apart because they were fucking huge at that time to me. And, uh, Jody Max just walking aimlessly towards the car. Um, the story would be much more exciting if uh, you knew who Jody Mack was. So those that know, um, he had a catchphrase that was uh, Jody, uh, on the air that the callers would call in and say, Jody Mack, do me a favor. And he'd be like, what's that? And they would say, get the Phillies five wins in a row. And he'd be like, done. That was his shtick. So... <laughs> I guess the punchline of this fight was it, 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 it stopped and started all the way to the parking garage, and we're on, like, the fifth, and it starts over again, even more brutal. So Jody Max finally pissed off because he thought he was getting in the car to just get out of this weekend nightmare. And fucking Ronnie, he, he grabbed Ronnie, and I tried to grab Bob, and uh, he's trying to talk sense into him, and Ronnie goes, Hey, Jody Mack, do me a favor. Get the fuck off me before I throw you off the fucking roof and press slams him. And uh, literally, we had to stop him from press from throwing uh, Jody Mack off the roof in Cleveland on a trip that he had no idea what the fuck was going on. Don't ever hang around with Delaware County, fucking young bucks. But anyway, uh, after seven hours of not talking, Ronnie and Bob on the way home. Oh, Ronnie threatened to walk home, too, from Cleveland, which was uh, interesting. Um, but seven-hour drives. Jody, Jody Mack wouldn't speak to anybody in the car. And... Uh, Finally, uh, Bob said, Yo, Ron, I'm sorry. Well, fuck you. He goes, No, I'm serious. Uh, 
I was out of hand. He goes, all right, fuck it. And them two are fine, and me and Jody Mack are like, we went through all that so you could say you're sorry, fucking assholes. Anyway, I knew when I was going in it wouldn't be a fantastic story, but to Jody Mack fans, it'll be like, holy shit. <laughs> Fun times in Cleveland again, it's Cleveland. Cleveland I remember it being cold as shit. I'm trying to find this. Uh, I'm trying to find this game of which you speak. Also, it was 1990. Jim McMahon took over for Randall Cunningham in 1990 for a torn ACL. I know, but the uh, Cleveland Browns did not play the Philadelphia Eagles in 1990. So I'm guessing he. I'm guessing you're speaking of the 1991 game. Eagles 32, Browns 30. Yeah, that was it. They won by a field goal, uh, last second field goal. Uh, you, got, was like uh, you guys, you guys go ahead. One second. I'll be RB. BRB means I'll be at Arby's for him. Not be right back. I still hear you, fucker. <laughs> Don't matter. <laughs> What's that got to he's, do with it? He's salty from Big the crowd at that, Big playing. crowd at that game. Seven, 72,000 people at that Cleveland-Philadelphia game. That's a I told you I would have had to fight 65,000 people. Yeah, that was not yeah, the, uh, a serious amount of folks there. Well, you could have told it was not the burly TR shock that you know now. You might, you know, maybe took the first thirty, forty thousand, then probably would have taken a break. But well, they restocked the for more snowballs and stuff. But <laughs> that, it sucks that 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 Jody Mac isn't nationwide, so you could appreciate the visual of my nutty friend Ronnie saying, "Do me a favor, get the fuck off well, me. I'm going to appre- throw I, you." Yeah, up. I mean, I can appreciate the uh, the irony there of. Uh, that's the core word I'm looking for of these two idiots acting like jerk offs in front of someone who's slightly more important than them. And they were literally the two toughest people I knew in my neighborhood, so it was like really I mean I, I got beat up worse than those two just trying to break them up. It was like one of those chaotic scenes out of a fucking movie, a bad movie. A bad B movie. I know what, what Nate is doing too, by the way. He just—he's finally do calmed not. down after the—he's just finally calmed down after the game. He's puking now. Nah, I went and got a junior roast beef. All the emotion came out, and he had to go puke quick. I had to piss actually. But as his beloved wolves were exploding in rockets, red clay. Listen, if you had told me the wolves were going to be close to the rockets <laughs> in game one, I would—I well, would have called you a liar. They—they they fucking stood beside him. I assume. I assume 15 points. That was my assumption. I said they'll lose by 15. I mean, not to, well, not they, to they, they covered. They covered. Well, yeah, yeah, they only lost by three. They were they. Jimmy had a chance to tie the game. I mean, not to turn on yeah. Tom or anything, but you could cheer for the Flyers. And, and, and I'll throw myself under the bus. My Toronto Maple Leafs are getting fucking ass raped, so I can't talk yeah, either. It is what it is. Yeah, Here's the thing. It's just the way it goes. It's only sports, man. Here's the thing. I we're gonna it, go. But... We're gonna go so deep into this on on Wednesday, like we are gonna dive so far into basketball. Like you, if you thought that some of the other shows we've done were basketball heavy, this is the playoffs. Now, I've been watching games. I've been trying to keep up with as much as humanly possible. I'm watching highlights, keeping up with tweets. 
Like, I'm, we're going to get basketball drunk on Wednesday. So, yeah, well, I'll I'm tell thinking, you what. I'm even thinking no guests on Wednesday. That's where I'm at right now. I'll tell you what. Um, in every uh, series, every team seems to be playing a lot more guys, I guess, to try to figure out what's their best rotation. Yeah, um, it, so it seems. I mean, I, I was looking at, uh, you know, it's 10 guys here, 11 guys here. Uh, they usually have it down to a science of eight or nine by the time they're in there. But, you know, in the Sixers mm-hmm. case, of course, the team that won by 27 points, I mean, of course you uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but now, oh, now oh, I got to fucking – now I got to defend Brian Colangelo, who I'm not really a bit a big fan of either, just because the other morons are so fucking out of touch. Uh, by the way, by the way, at halftime tonight, they were talking about Kenny was going to unveil a new segment, Kenny Smith on uh, TNT at the half, and uh, they said, "Was that was that the whole new segment? Because he just did the same thing." And he goes, "No, no, no, that's not it yet. I'm working on getting it down. I have a process. You got to trust the process, guys." So, look out. It's making its way up the ladder. Tony Roten should have copied Tony Roten should have copy wrote that. If he got a million retards. Fucking killing. A million morons are fucking uh, chanting it when, uh, uh, again, the leading scorers were two Hawks that just came over within the last two months. J.J. Redick, who came over by being wooed by Colangelo in a fucking hotel room before the season. We could have used him, you know, you bastards. Uh, 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 Ben Simmons obviously had a great game, but he was drafted by Colangelo, et cetera. There's uh, there's others. I I mean, it's just silly to even talk about, but let them chant into fucking morons. We'll dive into that on Wednesday. I kind of want to save as much basketball talk for the Wednesday show as we can. So that's just for our Mexican fans. I just like to say, confia en el proceso. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped my phone. I didn't. I didn't hear it. Um, <laughs> it's always best to know self. Speaking well, of Mexico. Uh, Speaking of Mexico, isn't uh, aren't the Bella Twins part Mexican, or is that Puerto Rican? I think they're Hispanic. Um, I don't know what. I don't know what. I'm, uh, not, sure. I'm not sure to be honest. So who? who well, I don't want to upset go, let's, either. Let's go there. Who? Who is John Cena tapping that he broke up with with her? Is it Kendra Lust right? again? Well, it's got to be him, right? <coughs> She's Maybe. the one to marry him for as long as they've been dating, and now all of a sudden they're not together. So I got to lay the blame on. I got to lay it, lay it at his doorstep, I'm thinking. Well, when he's cheating, she can't see him. <laughs> That's for damn sure. And he is a he is a known, uh, as, as, I, as I like to say, a, a uh, sampler of fine Talksmith. ladies. Pussy yeah, hound, if you want to go there. Yeah, he, I mean, he, that's been his reputation, so... Some people sample fine wine. Some people like to dabble in oil painting. Cena likes pussy. I mean, it is what it is. Oh, I'm not necessarily saying I blame him. 
he never should have agreed to marry her if that was the case. I'm starting to think that was a work. I'm starting to wonder, too. He could have dated her and then been done with her, and that's fair game if you're going to go about it that way. But uh, let's see here. The Bellas are uh, part Mexican, part Italian. Yes. uh, I figured it was Mexican, but I wasn't 100% sure. So so Nikki gets proposed to at, I don't know what WrestleMania, I don't know if it was two ago, three ago, Nate. A year ago. Thirty. Yeah, it was thirty-three. Yeah, it was And uh, as an avid watcher of Total Divas and sometimes Total Bellas, I get some candid shots of almost, um, in my opinion, the, the the most beautiful women in the world have been in wrestling for about you know fifteen years now, because you get the workout and every day and the fake boobs and the perfect ass and the flat lower stomach, which I often point out as an underrated body part, which leads to the golden trail of the JJ. And, you know, if you have that big pitcher's mound rolling into it, you know, the pussy ain't all that. But, uh, it's all Tom lives. Tom lives. He's the mayor of the lollipop guild that leads down that golden trail. To the golden trail. God damn right. You can't do 69 if there's a big belly slapping you in the side of the face. But anyway. Uh-huh. I beg to differ, but either way. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, you made Tom Robinson giggle. How about that? <laughs> uh, um, Nikki and him, uh, he's been married before. It did not work out. He's been avid. Uh, avid, uh, not avid, adamant about not having children. This is pure speculation because the news just broke. This is a hot take. So this is pure speculation. But uh, somebody had uh, written in a wrestling group that somewhat respectable that they had heard that he had financial problems, and there was that story that Ford is suing him because he sold a car that they gifted to him. I can't imagine that being the case, though. Um, and another pointed out that his salary for WWE, besides the outside shit and the merch and all that, is like $10 million a year. And she spent $10 million in one calendar year. And so she's a spendaholic, which is not conducive to his lifestyle. So we will see what the truth really is eventually, but I know Dolph Ziggler's sitting there stretching right now because he had her free pity. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, he's, he's ready and willing and able for rebound sex. I think that's why he stays single. And uh, he must be legit tough in Dolph Ziggler. I mean, he obviously was undefeated at Kent State and can wrestle, keep himself in shape, etc. I guess he's somewhat of a shooter. And he must be because he and Becky Lynch attended the UFC last night, uh, Saturday night. Is that last night? And he was—he looked like I don't know one of those fucking guys I talked about at the YMCA, except forty years younger. He had like this—he uh, looked like the leader, the lead singer from Loverboy in his prime with a sleeveless shirt and some kind of writing on it. And around all those fighters, trainers, et cetera, I don't, uh, he must be a badass to wear that in that environment because he looked like a Fruit Loop. 
<laughs> oh, shit. For those of you that don't know why I'm laughing, Tom alluded to on the Tim and Tom show the other day that uh, these men at the Y, just these old men go in there and just shower, and they're just in there <laughs> open up their balls. We're pretty convinced that the YMCA is a front for pedophiles. Killed me, and then the part that really got me was when he said John Bon Jovi just wrote all of his songs about working at the Y. <laughs> well, we played the glory. I'll be there for you. We, we, we. <laughs> I'll be there for you. Was the yeah. shot down in a safe, shot down in a dirty shower. <laughs> I want to lay you down oh, well, first I think when, didn't we go to that was the album title was Slippery When Wet Slippery When Wet yeah, that's true yeah and then we went to You Give Love a Bad Name and Bad Medicine and then Tom came with the with the kicker with uh, uh, I'll be there for you anybody no, doubts you. anybody doubts that there's a why all over our listening audience I'm sure mm-hmm. I don't know if they're in foreign countries or not but go to the YMCA we don't have, them, have, we don't have them up here well, I'll tell you this. If you go to the Y and you see anybody in there for hours soaping their nuts, you should do what Bon Jovi says. Run away. Run, 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 run away. Yeah, but yeah. he didn't. But who says you can't come home? <laughs> who says Are you can't come in the Y? Yeah. He says you can't come down the drain, the disgusting <laughs> old man semen. Boy, it's going to get rocky tonight. See, and, and I, I, I thought, in. you know, and we even thought maybe that uh, he was just in the wrong place because he, he meant to go to Penn State, but we were Ooh. wrong about that. Uh, that's, that's Sandusky-isms. That's uh, a far and away place. Hey, that is a fact, and... Or I thought maybe Tom, you'd, you'd somehow try to work that into that. Uh, you're quite fond of making um, the uh, I can't remember his name now. The gymnastics doctor guy. Oh God. Oh, um, you uh, made some references to Knuckle Deep and stuff Fazar, like that. Fabar, Fabar, Daybar, something. I, uh, man. Something I can't remember the guy's name. Yeah, the, the Michigan State and uh, U.S. <laughs> gymnastics. We are doctor. making our millennial friend Nate feel slightly uncomfortable right now. Yeah, <laughs> well, his, his millennial friends made me feel uncomfortable when they were fucking dressed like Bruno Mars at the Country Awards. I feel like Jim Cornette do wrestling. Don't you dare lock me in with those pricks at the Country Awards. And then I oh get nervous God. because. They say, hey, I'd, I'd like you to mate my friend, fill in the blank, and they got one of those names that goes both directions. I'm not sure if I'm addressing a male or a female. Uh, uh, you know, they got one of those, name, one of those was, two-way names. Like, hi, I'd like I to meet my friend Tracy. And I'm not exactly sure if it's a... Like, when I was growing up, Tracy was a girl's name. Then somewhere it became a boy's name, which is, I don't have a problem with that, but then I, I don't know. They, like I said, I'm well, a man uh, or a woman. Don't forget nowadays that you've got a lot of the singers that have the uh, the two the two first names as a whole name. You know, Luke Bryan, Brantley Gilbert, guys like that. <laughs> two first names. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like the, when the fad was to only have one name, but that's never really caught on in country. 
Nobody, nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody, can get away with a symbol as a name except one man. And that's Prince. And even he didn't really get away with it. He was—he was just trying bullshit. To, that was just, bullshit. That was legal. It was legal rambling. And as soon as he got, done he got away with it. He went. He went right Actually, back to two doing guys. what he was doing. Two guys got away with it. Two guys. Um, there was an old, uh, I think it was 60s rock group, had a big hit song called 96 Tears, Question Mark and the Mysterions. Question Mark was the dude's legal name. So two guys got away with it. I actually, I, I did some research on that on that symbol, and it's translated to uh, Purple Pill Popper. Damn, dude. Not Prince. I thought maybe it was you know something to something about <laughs> elevator cautions maybe or something along those lines. Man, oh, don't man. pass out in your elevator without a pharmacist. Just because he's a, a legend doesn't present. mean he didn't know D. It's not too soon anymore. Damn, you guys are vicious tonight. Uh, man, I just, he uh, was I a like him. I, I was a fan. Somewhere there was a guy <laughs> who sang you know Purple People Leader too. You know, oh, yeah, probably knows right. that song. Yeah, one-eyed, one horn. Yes. The problem with uh, with that stuff, the reason you can make jokes about it is because it was just, because it was so tragic. What a stupid, dumbass way for a man of his means to die. From what in all honesty, I had, from what I had read about him, it was unintentional, and he had that's gotten why it was like, stupid, and he had gotten hooked. Um, apparently, I read that got, that place was like a walk-in pharmacy. That there was pills mm-hmm. everywhere in that place, so that he could get at them wherever he happened to be. Eh? Yeah, well, that's possible. I would hate. I, I you know, I, I always well, try to place, remember Prince. He was a great artist, but that you know, again, I will agree with you guys. That is a horrible way for I mean, him to see, go. That, and that place was literally miked. Every room was microphoned so that no matter where Prince was, even in the bathroom, if he had an idea or wanted to sing or wanted to hum a tune or something, they could record it. Oh, well, that's the way you, you make the big dollars because inspiration yeah, well, comes at weird times so and places you've got, if you got the money. You've got the money to do that, but you can't. aren't smart enough to have a doctor look after your... You know, maybe too embarrassed. I, I don't know. It's just a horrible way for a guy who was a multi-zillionaire to die. Now I see today his family is World War Three over his uh, empire because oh, yeah. he didn't have a will. Oh, yeah. On top of it all, another stupid thing for a rich man not to do. That's a stupid uh, thing for I, anybody to do. I, is, hope that, uh, but, I, I hope that Mars Day, uh, uh, more specifically Jerome um, from Mars Day in the Time, gets the uh, estate. Get their music back. <laughs> uh, I just want Jerome, Jesse, not Jerome, and uh, you know the big mirror. I want him to keep, but you know. But uh, other than that, I want him to get Prince's estate. Because I guess he was a pretty big dick about that. He owned all their music, and then he wouldn't let them use the name on tour and you all heard kinds the story of things. About, you heard the story about that Hoover, uh Casio, right? Yes. How she made it? Well, before she made it, tried to make it, whatever. She hopped. Uh, this is the story you heard, Tim. She 
popped the the fence at the purple whatever he used to call it. what do you call this fucking the, place? What the fuck is that place called? Uh, I know what you're talking. Yeah, it has a name. I can't remember what the hell it's called though. And uh, and she made it somehow into his home, breaking and entering, with a demo, and got to him within like five feet and. You know, frantically threw the demo towards him, and then you know, a bunch of big brothers just threw her out on her ass. <laughs> got her the fuck out I of there. I believe that because uh, I don't know if you've heard the story. Uh, the Kevin he hired Kevin Smith, the clerk's guy, to make a what Kevin Smith thought was going to be a documentary, which actually Prince wanted to use as a recruiting film for uh, to hold the witnesses. Ah. And uh, huh. and you had to you had to fill out and sign uh, several piles of non-disclosure agreements. You know what stays in what you see in Prince Land stays in Prince Land, as Kevin called it. Uh, but he <laughs> he never signed his. He for just forgot. He didn't do it out of malice. He totally forgot. And they went to sue him years later when he made all this shit public about how fucking crazy it is there. And uh, they couldn't because he never signed the agreement. So apparently Prince Prince did a lot of crazy things. Like uh, he has 24-hour staff there, and he would phone them up in the middle of the night and go, I need a camel. And they'd go, oh, okay, Prince, you do know, though, that we're in Minnesota and it's November, and uh, we just can't get a camel on fucking short notice. Well, you I need a camel. A I need a camel, and I need it by morning because I've got a plan for a video. So we need a camel. And I guess he had enough money and was so used to not being ever told no that he just, he was living like, as Kevin puts it, he was living in Prince Land. And maybe that's the thing with the drugs and all that. Maybe he was just so zoned out that he just really didn't know. Maybe. Very similar. Very similar to all those different artists. Very similar to Michael Jackson in his own little world with, uh, except, Prince had hot chicks, and uh, depending on who you believe, some dicks too, but hot chicks for the most part, and Michael had some little boys, but uh, he had his Dr. Conrad Murray on site to give him IV drips of morphine and so forth, and, uh, you know, or whatever hey. that big one was. Well, apparently Prince yeah. too has, I mean, maybe it'll come out now that because he's passed away and they're fighting over it, apparently he has hundreds of of videos made of all of his songs that no one has ever seen. Oh, dude, he's got a vault full of yeah, music. Yeah, that he liked to make, that they spent hundreds of millions of dollars making full-on, you know, Michael Jackson-quality videos of all of his songs. So somebody somewhere is going to gonna make some serious coin if any of that ever... Well, he's well, got unreleased... He's got unreleased albums songs. And Everything. Can you imagine if you... Uh, They'll be... You hit, new Prince stuff you hit the web tomorrow years. with uh, we have 20 unheard Prince songs with 20 unseen Prince videos. It'll be out uh, you know, in two weeks. Get your money. Somebody's going to make some money on it. Oh, God, yeah. Somebody's going to make a killing. Christ, his, his catalog went through the roof when he died. Yeah, it always does when I those mean, artists and, die. And they usually do, but... It's always good career. So maybe we need to fake Tom Robinson's death. 
I don't know if you have to fake it. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop it. I feel like uh, but, uh, I feel like, changing, I feel like Robin to, Williamsing myself. Not to change gears here, but with uh, Nikki Bella newly single, and uh, as Tom said, Dolph Ziggler waiting in the wings. I'm hoping he uh, can get some photos, and I hope Dolph uh, show he's gonna show the world. I'm hoping so. Hey, Dolph, if you're out there, buddy, we're ready. Said I'm. I'm going total opposite. I'm thinking Tom Robinson needs to have a preemptive strike, take out Dolph Ziggler, and maybe show <laughs> oh, Nikki Bell a little T. Maybe maybe show Nikki Bell a little TR. Uh, I'm I'm not sure uh, Nikki and I were would be vibing, but one that uh, you can never rule out as a possibility was right in my fucking neck of the woods today. I forgot to tell you guys because I forgot myself. That little British retired general manager mess of a girl, Paige, was at Adventureland, uh, just 20 minutes away from me. Poor Paige. Making an appearance. I don't know if you had to pay or anything like that, but I might have just fucking even marked out and waited in a line. She's been not, that she's, uh, not that she's looking as great as she once did, and uh, but she's uh, still... But once the, uh, real once the new day got done running the unicorn stampede on her, you know it's gonna you're gonna take a beating like that. So, well, I mean, she <laughs> might sample all kinds, fucking, uh, you she know, black with Xavier, Mexican with Alberto, white guy like you know with, with Brad Maddox, Maddox, and I'm sure. She, Sure, she's waited uh, all her life for white trash to uh, complete the circle. So I would have been ready, willing, and able to. Uh, <laughs> she needs a little bit of Philadelphia penis. Well, at uh, the end of the day, at the end of the day, boys, if you ever get with a diva, I'll applaud you. I'll any WWE women's wrestler. If you get, even if you just get another kiss, Tom, like you did with Sherry Martell, I'll applaud you. Unless you make a move on my baby angel, Peyton Royce, and then we will have issues, son. Uh, man, so gonna, uh, I mean, so now is, there's no denying. Go ahead. Now, now is not the time to tell you that Tom and I have been double teamed Peyton Royce just you know, just the other day. If you guys did invite, that without we me, didn't you. if you did that without me, I will have to come up to Canada and Philly, respectively. And I will have to point at you. Well, see, I can't hurt over, you because over forty-five you. things, so we couldn't really invite you. <laughs> over. I, she's definitely. I mean, you know, I'm not going to disagree. She's definitely fucking smoking hot, and uh, I don't know. I shouldn't say this because I have some friends. I have like maybe two friends left from all the shit I do say, but uh, I get the impression from they're some both on tweets. Here. Yeah, exactly. I get the impression from some tweets by uh, WWE personnel that were based in Orlando that the two little Aussies might have uh, enjoyed their time away from the developmental center or whatever it's called. Uh, the, what do you call that fucking place? Performance center. Mm-hmm. Performance we're doing some training, training with the trainers maybe. That's all I'm saying. I'm not Any way to get the girl. main rosters is the way I look at it. Yeah, if that's what it takes. 
Wouldn't be the first one. Won't be the last one. I'm sure. Hey, how about this? If if I mean if if you're a dude, but Bailey's not a dude. When they first came to the fucking country, they had nothing. All hot and Australian and fucking young and dumb. They had to sleep on her floor for like three weeks. Imagine if uh, Bailey's like you and like me or Tim. And uh, yeah, I'm a developmental. You can crash on my floor. Oh, oh boy. I'd get up with that piss hard on and say, fuck the bathroom. I can last longer. <laughs> They're Australian. They don't know nothing about me, too. <clears throat> Jesus. <laughs> well, they would rape them. You know, in a good way, you know, me, too, right? I want yeah. that. <laughs> Toby Keith has a number one hit with that song, for Christ's sake. I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> He's got a hit song well, I mean, just busting your balls. That wouldn't surprise me either. That's true. I was going to say also, in case you guys didn't know, the uh, the general or the drill sergeant from uh, Full Metal Jacket passed away today. Yeah, Are you eating on my obstacle course, Private Pile? What was he called, Gunny? Yeah. It was uh, R. Lee... Uh, R. Emery. Ermy. Ermy. He was a good He was a good dude. I liked that fucking movie. I particularly liked him in that uh, full metal jacket. Well, if I'm not mistaken, he was a guy that... Uh, he was actually a drill sergeant that they hired. He was. To bring in and to make it to try to teach the guy how to do it, and he did so good at it that they just put him in the movie and said, to "Hell with it." Yeah, and he was uh, what do they call that? Typecast the rest of his career as that yeah type of guy, but in in fucking comedies, and he pulled that shit off too. He was funny, yeah, and shit and a lot of stuff. He was good. <laughs> he was on some kind so, of. Uh, like reality sort of fucking show of some sort, but like you know, with trucks or some fucking shit like that. The real world. <laughs> the real world. <laughs> I'd love to see him on the I real lo- world. I love New York, was it? Rock of Love with Brett Michaels, right? That was it. Yeah. <laughs> speak, speak, speaking of trucks, that's an unintentional segue to uh, maybe your psychic ability. I, I just happened for. I don't even know what got me there. Something I was looking at uh, intentionally on YouTube. And then on the side it says Medusa versus Mang. Uh, Era, I totally forgot where Medusa was complaining about women being, uh, you know, objectified in the storyline, I guess. I don't know if it was real back then, 95-ish. And she had the most giant fake titties ever. <laughs> they had to be E-cups, and she's, I saw her in her debut, not debut, but early years, and she was fucking two goddamn uh, sunny-side-up eggs, and that's it. So that skin had to be stretched like goddamn, like a workout band. And... Those things were fucking humongous, and now, now she's all, uh, you know, married to a man who's uh, not home much, that they both admitted on something WWE Network, 
Like Table he's home three. like four times. He's home four times a year from his military commitments. And she's a little friendly when girls are scantily clad on every Insta- Instagram account that I follow. It's like Medusa Rocks loves this. He might be liking liking them women a lot these days. I don't know. She likes to eat the taco. Uh, this, you know, this is just three guys talking, you know, but... Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with that. If that. Well, except I guess maybe that she's married, but... Whatever the case may be, I, I, I wish she didn't decide, unless there's some kind of hidden story of, like, Angelina Jolie, breast cancer removal or some shit, then I'll take back everything I say, because I would never make fun of that. But if she just took out those fucking fantastic giant melons just to look like a fucking dude, I want to fucking... Nah, oh, one, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I forget that you have that great love of the big titties. Oh, what makes God. you say that? <laughs> how, can I, how can I forget, you mean? Yeah, when really. That's all, we about. <laughs> when all that's all we talk about most of the time. You talk. You call uh, Tom during the day. It's like, hey, Tom, what's up, buddy? Nothing. Sitting here thinking titties. about titties. You know? Titties. <laughs> Yeah, I just need, uh, mm-hmm. need a girl to keep them in her fucking chest. Not take them work out going about home with them. Titties. I went out with this girl. Uh, she shall remain nameless. But um, she was uh, a little chunky for me. And uh, pretty face, uh, but perfect big boobs, and it wasn't due to the being chunky, it was just she was blessed with big boobs, but, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't want to say nothing about Italian people, but I'm a little hairy down there, I was a little scared to go downstairs, and uh, a little, you know, you reach, you, you know, you go beyond the, beyond the belly button level just in passing, you might have a uh, coincidental odor that I don't want my hand or my penis touching, so, I was, uh, I was, uh, you know, kind of ma- making out, and you know, uh, and, and this this is fairly recent. It was like when I was about forty-five, and just the whole concept of making out is so fucking stupid when you're old. It's like so creepy, but I'm making out, and I'm fucking licking her ears and shit like you do when you're seventeen. It's so stupid, but anyway, um, so I, my mind's flowing, and then I go to them big whoppers. Put my mouth on them, and that's why, that's why I can't stand when I, that, that that black chick I told you about with the with the great tits pulled me up and said, "What you want, milk?" Because yeah, I do. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so, I need. But it was missing. I'm so, yeah. So, you know, a, a, a correction for me personally for ED is just give me a couple minutes with your big nice tits and shut the fuck up. <laughs> so anyway. I'm I'm on this uh, heavy D's tits over here, and but the tits are perfect. Um, I'm imagining everything in my mind while the mouth going. And the mouth, mind, and cock are all on the same um, wavelength. Now you're talking some business. But I I was like uh, grinding her thigh, and then I, you know every once in a while I'd lose my focus and would creep in like, don't fuck this bitch. She smells. And anyway. 
but it wouldn't be enough to lose the lose the erection, or as Asians would say, the election. And uh, anyhow, so I continue on my journey, and then I just got to a point where, all right, I better stop and I better do this, or I'm gonna just fucking blast. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll just blast and plop a big right on her thigh. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. You were so hot, and I just. That's never happened to me before, which was total bullshit. I just didn't want to touch that thing that was down there, that the baby maker, so to speak. Did not are, want you to touch su- it. are you suggesting that there was a little, um, you know, maybe three island, three mile island kind of thing going on down there? I don't know. I don't want to know. And uh, you know, that's why I, I try to, I try to stick with, uh, you know, not that I'm. Not that I'm very, uh, I mean, uh, if I look in the mirror, well, do, the same you know, thing could be said. A woman should do a guy a favor, and, and if you are, a, just as a, as a man should do for a woman, if you're a bigger fella, and, you know, the weather, you've been doing something all day, probably ought to Wash think about that a shower. Yeah, you probably <laughs> ought to think about having a shower before you uh, expect somebody to go exploring. Uh, Wash that goddamn if you ass. Require, the, if you require uh, oregano. Some, uh, you know, if you need the uh, the hedge needs to be trimmed, so to speak. Yeah, it's like uh, that's dangerous stuff, man. That's yeah, seventies bush. I, I assume we're talking. Uh just you know, but you know, Italian people, man. I, I, she might have shaved <laughs> that just, morning and it was. They are hairier, but but knowing, I mean, this is not a secret to anyone. Certainly not to Italian people. So, you know, perhaps. You know, uh, let me throw a few words out there that can maybe help you out. Uh, Gillette. Uh, yeah. Uh, what are you bringing up Penn and Tower for? Anyway, sorry. Remington Steel. Lexington Steel. Toro no Lawnmowers. God, TR yeah. of all names. <laughs> Husqvarna. Uh, where else can you get... Such great entertainment here on, but wide men can't jump. I mean, good lord! I mean, somebody's <laughs> got to make a, a a personal Clippers. There must be such a thing for ladies. It's <laughs> supposed to be a weekend wrap up. I mean, we talked about what maybe two games. No, it's not supposed to be a weekend uh, wrap up. A week wrap up. Talk about the weekly roundtable. Kind of like uh, I think we probably need to rename that to the weekly triangle table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something but, uh, like the irregular polygon table. But, yeah, I mean, were there any other games that pop off? Table. Any other games that pop off uh, as, a, as a good game? Uh, I guess the uh, Pelicans the Celtics, and Trailblazers. The Celtics game was really good. Celtics yeah, I thought you guys Fox. didn't want to talk about basketball, so you could talk about it on Wednesday, Fox. Well, we don't want to detail it, but we could at least touch on it for those Celtics that, that do listen for that. Looked like they were um, good. Yeah, the uh, Blazers-Pelicans game was really good. The uh, Celtics-Bucks um, game was very entertaining. Um, that was re- the the Raptors-Wizards okay, game was good, too. Okay, see, Utah's... Uh, Utah kept it close. 
Yeah, Paul George apparently decided <laughs> to say, uh, okay, it's playoff time. I can score a little bit. Yeah, but we'll dive really deep into that on Wednesday again. So, uh, one thing I did, we, we, you know what? We went an hour, and we barely even discussed anything related to pro wrestling, and that's odd. I was going to say, I know what we can talk about, too. Tomorrow is What's the brand shuffle. Tomorrow is, is the brand shuffle, right? So who's, it is. Who do you think shuffling? Who do you think's not shuffling? Uh, why might they shuffle? You know, I, I can, I think, of one, I, I can I, think of one off the top of my head they need to shuffle. They need to move Becky Lynch off of SmackDown. I believe, uh, and, the, and then they I can move uh, Oscar over to from Raw to SmackDown. And she, no. they and then they can let her win. Now, sorry, I bumped into the table. Uh, coinciding with the debut of Rampage, fucking George the Gorilla over there just knocked down a whole fucking china closet <laughs> with his big ass. <laughs> Get it right, sir. That would be great bait. <laughs> a gigantic, naked Nate Bush's ass smashing into credenza. You want to talk about uh, untamed. But, uh... <laughs> but um, I, think, uh, I think Rusev is going to Raw. Uh, I, I have no idea. I can't even speculate. I mean, rumor was they were going to break up that that they broke up Cesaro and uh, what's his name there, and that they were going to move Cesaro to yeah, and they were going to move Cesaro to SmackDown and give him a push. Well, that'll ruin the uh, that'll ruin the greatest Royal Rumble night where they fight for the tag team titles against either the Revival or the. Woken Wyatt. You know, I'm just telling you what I read. I'm just telling you what I read. You know these guys. They may do nothing. Yeah, it's you hard know. to say. Are they moves they might make might be so incredibly prob- stupid that that we're not shaking swap, our heads? But they'll probably swap Jonathan Coachman and Byron Saxton and call it a night. Yeah. <laughs> what a shit. The biggest shakeup in wrestling history. If uh, I don't know if they if they swapped. Jonathan Coachman with fucking, I don't know, uh, Frank Gifford, I'd be happy. I think Coach is better anyone, than Booker T, and he's better than Saxon. Anyone dead, are you saying? Yeah, I was trying to think of somebody that died recently that was a commentator Howard Cosell. That's even Howard further Cosell back than that? fucking than I know. Why weren't there? Frank. Harry Carey. Um, who? <laughs> Oh, it's Mary, Mary Carey. No, not the porn star. You're talking about Harry. Well, <laughs> I used to be able to do him, but I forget now. So, hey, um, let me ask you, what would, what's your favorite planet? The <laughs> Cubs win. Yeah, Cubs yeah. win. Cubs win. A guy that does do him got in an auto accident, but that's kind of Tim and Tosh, Tim and Tom show material. Will Ferrell. Tim and Tosh? Did you get a Chinese co-host now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim and Toshi. <laughs> the Tim and Toshi show. With our special well, guest, Greg like, Scott. I already had Bell's Palsy. Maybe I'm pulling a lawyer and getting a stroke. A honey, a shit, a Tom, a Robinson. If you have a stroke, you won't have one as cool as Lawler did. A big, a, uh, a titties. 
You know, uh, Lord Lawler. That's that's Lawler's story, and he's sticking to it. It could be true. But, could be. Uh, Lawler has one on top of his know. girlfriend. Tom has one underneath a case of beer. So. <laughs> yeah. That's not all bad. It's not. I can think of worse ways to go out. And Tom knows I'm just fucking with him, by the way. Uh, I don't care. I, uh, Until tomorrow. Until after the show and then the vicious tweeting starts. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's you it. see that Tom Tom has added Baron Carbon to his friends list and <laughs> I, I saw like uh, I don't know a couple dudes on my I mowed down a few that I follow but a couple wrestling dudes that are on the fence had some like little quiz going and I saw like five different copies of and I was just like there's questions like favorite current wrestler and stuff, and you have to answer and then retweet it or some shit. I wasn't going to even fucking bother with that, but I knew that, and that's that's why I'm trying to exercise the demon out of Nate Bush. Even if you're correct in your assumption as to why, I don't want you having anything in common with those fucking retards. Least favorite wrestler, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin. <laughs> And and they're all just silly, pathetic humans. So, uh, you know. Only good thing about Baron Corbin, hot wife. Now, he's got that. He's got that. Yeah, well, I know. That's what I'm getting at. And you know what? And you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to give him a compliment. The end of days is a really cool finish. Sure is. All right. Fair enough. Actually, I think I think I would. Re- I hate Baron Corbin. I can't stand him. However, however, I think I could watch Mojo Raleigh less. So Corbin, okay. I would take over Raleigh. I'd like to add that this is all purely as a wrestler. This is not a yes. personal hate for Baron Corbin. We don't even know the guy. No, well, I, I don't even know the guy. He's burned me some yeah, pretty this is good. Only, this is only as a, the Baron Corbin, the WWE character. This is not yeah, Baron Corbin, the... I hate really dude. anybody. Maybe yeah, no, no, there might be a couple him, so. people I don't like. I got an uh, you, two, you two know each other, boy. He don't just respond to any fucking dude. You two got a relationship. He went deep. He even yeah, checked out the fucking other You're page. Twitter friends now. Right? <laughs> Or frenemies, however you want to look at it. Uh, whatever. By by the rules of celebrity, you should become his background dancer in about two to three weeks. Well, whatever it takes, or his right? Ma- or his manager, uh, or whatever the case may be. I got it now. You know, it now. you know, they always isn't that always happening in the Beyonce is stealing Rihanna's dancers and. Blah blah, well, blah 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 and then a big award show comes and they all make friends. And well, you know what? I know Tom doesn't like to do these things, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out there. Why don't you guys think on this? Okay, I, I wanted to try to surprise you. This is a, the the round table, and I know it's a it's a thing the marks do. Well, newsflash: I'm a mark. Kill me. I don't care. Okay. If you guys. Tomorrow, somebody gave you, you know, all kinds of money and said, here, go out, find me, I don't know, five five guys on any roster in the world and five tag teams on any roster in the world and start a wrestling company. Who would you pick? Who would you go at? Okay, I got questions. Yes. 
Um, do I ha- do I have television? Let's just say I'm not going to say you're trying to compete with WWE. Okay, it, it matters because if you don't have TV, you, that's a totally different thing. Okay, make it to the well, point where you like the show. Okay, well first it I would be guys off, that would I, you tune in. I hire TR Shock. That's my first move. Make him my heavyweight uh. champion of the world. <laughs> I give him Kenny Bolden uh. for a manager. Oh God. And I hire Vince Russo as my booker with Jim Man. Cornette. <laughs> yeah, I'm, being a dick. I'm being a dick. I don't fucking know. Why don't you hire Ed Ferrar while you're on top of it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, do you even need a booker these days? It's a, it's a writer. Uh, you need, you basically need one, maybe two writers. Because you shouldn't have just one. Or not, that, that doesn't work. Um why you need a baby face in the, You need a baby face in the heel to start with. Why did you Good go there? there? You now mean? my fucking yeah. Now my other line gonna, Oh oh. I'm hey, sorry. We're gonna hear about how we need to pick fucking Okada. Brace yourself, <laughs> boys. Here comes a tsunami. Hey, you fucking assholes! I stayed up late. And that's fucking, as soon as you talk about wrestling, right, you don't even fucking mention Minoru Shizuki or fucking Kanahashi or Otana. Top three in the world right there. And fucking Kushida. And I call, and you gotta write his name with all capital letters, you fucking disrespectful fuckers. Japan, if you knew the fucking history... Japan is fucking seven times the size of North America. If you could just fucking study it a little bit, you fucking marks talking about Baron Corbin and the WWE. Like everything's WWE. Like everything with uh, Nikki Bella and John Cena. Do you ever think about fucking who? Goddamn, Mr. and Mrs. Giant Baba. Like a couple <laughs> over there. Like maybe they had some marrow problems or something. It's more important. I mean, Sadahar L really better than Henry Aaron and every fucking asshole you got. Japan is the way it should be. And I sit here hour after hour and I hear about fucking needing the fucking T-Wolves. And did you know there's basketball in Japan, too? Well, most it's China, actually. Japan, but they're still fucking Asian. And Yao Ming, I didn't hear his name in fucking ever. You fucking guys. I mean, I try to listen to you, and it's only because it's late at night and you're only fucking idiots on this late on a fucking Sunday night. What kind of lives do you have? If you fucking. Dummy. If you're going to be out this late, yeah. it's. Yeah. Hey, don't even play that fucking American guy. Because. Hey! If, if you're going to be here up this late, you should be talking about. Waiting up for, uh, you know, the G-Cup or even All Japan. Have you even heard Zeus, the All Japan current fucking top guy? And I'm not talking about Tiny Lister. I'm talking about the real Zeus. And you fucking guys, I'm sick of this fucking shit. And I'm sick of not getting through on the fucking regular hotline. I don't know how fuck I got to call that asshole TR, TR Jock. Big fucking deal, you man. He's fucking... Hey, just shut up with that fucking... I don't even know who that is. That's probably some American. If he's not Asian, he's not fucking great. Unless he's a young buck. 
Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. They're top three in the world right now. I don't know if I fucking mentioned it. I got my top three right now. Matt Seidel, Zack Sabre Jr., O'Connor. They're top three in the world right now. You fucking assholes, I don't hear no fucking shit about them. And I, you know, God forbid you think about Mexican wrestlers like Pentagon. The Pentagon XM3 XL12 or whatever. I just don't have his name in front of me right now, but... I mean, did you even fucking, did you Marks, and you, I say Marks fucking glowingly because the three all together should be washed away from the wrestling community. You're just a fucking cancer to the wrestling community. But did you ever even fucking see Volador against fucking uh, Dragon Lee and the series of awesome five and a half star matches that they've had? You fucking idiots. Use Google and YouTube once in a while. You can stay up till 5.30 in the morning and get fucking New Japan World 2, assholes. I'm done with it. I'm bye. <laughs> Let me guess. Thank you. It was uh, slightly less great, Scott. Somebody that did that started the fucking top five, maybe, or so, whatever Nate's premise was. You really got to stop giving out your number to strange men, Tom. <laughs> uh, you mean him with the Y? I, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I, I don't Scott understand why he can't get through the regular <laughs> line like everybody else. <laughs> All I hear is loud shit on the other end waiting to get clicked oh, wow. back over. I, I wish know. we could get like uh, I wish we could get uh, some kind of timing down where Scott shows up and then T Arnak shows up at the same time. Whoa. Uh, that, I don't, that would I, be some listeners. Like... Yeah, I don't think it's possible, but boy, talk about listeners. I uh, I've yet to hear Scott's uh, you know uh, bit. I should, I should well, say it. I mean, uh, uh, Scott's uh, call. Apparently, Chinese well, and Japanese are the same thing. They're just Asians. Uh, wow. Well, uh, he has if, uh, 17 if, guys in his top three. I'll be honest. I haven't really been able to watch the uh, the board. If he calls, I will go ahead and uh, I will let you guys know if I see it coming from a Japanese number or something. I'll keep an eye <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah, what, ex- uh, what exactly constitutes a Japanese number? A bunch of shit you can't read? It comes from a, a one two three error code, so I'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, yeah, that's it. Wow, it's probably just yeah. uh, you know, like a regular number. Well, he's a very, uh, I mean, I gotta give him credit. Uh, he 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 knows about uh, some guy named Okata. Quite a bit about him. He does know and, about uh, Okata. Big, big fan of. Uh, uh, Kenny Omega and uh, the Young Bucks, I believe. If I got that all straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, and every every twenty <laughs> every twenty eight year old on the internet is, except for me. And uh, he seems to have an extreme hatred of the three of us for some reason. Yeah, it seems to. Uh, something that's about common. Marks. I don't <laughs> that's, know. that's pretty common nowadays. Yeah, well, you know, that's how we get our listeners. We, we, we we did some. Uh, we should probably count you in on that, Tom, because you weren't there for that conversation. Uh, our uh, executive uh, marketing team went over the uh, numbers today, and uh, we've kind of discovered that uh, 
You got to get more angry, man. <laughs> Uh, when you were sure, when you uh, were not trust well when you were not trusting the process, hardcore numbers way up. Yeah. Tom Robinson maybe on board with the process a little bit, or at least liking the Sixers. Numbers down. I wouldn't say uh, they're not down. Well, down slightly. So we're wondering, you know, if we just need to, if perhaps Tom Robinson needs to be angry, Tom Robinson. Maybe maybe numbers just went way up when I pissed the entire uh, Eskin fan base off. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. If we, I mean, the jury is still out on a few things, but it, it does appear that your love-hate relationship with the Sixers does kind of push the numbers up and down slightly. Well, I mean, I could have almost possibly went there. But it's all love now. But uh, at one point, Marco Bellinelli, I don't think I addressed this on air uh, because I didn't have time. He put, trusted the fuck in the process. Um, <laughs> but, you know, obviously he said hashtag trust the process and something else. It was during this uh, women's streak. And I, in his comments, I didn't bash him or nothing. I said, uh, I just answered honestly, like the process had nothing to do with you being here. You're a Colangelo guy, and I'm glad you're here. I, I ended it with like a compliment, some some way. But anyway, the next day I, I went to uh, look at his page to see if there was any response because I was surprised I didn't get attacked by at least the fans, you know. And uh, it said, uh, you have been blocked from viewing this page. So... I was ready to uh, write off Marco and point out how weak defensively he is, even though he's been incredible offensively. But I'm not going to I'm not going to bring up that he single-handedly defensively let LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavs back in that game because they kept running the same play with Jeff Green and a screen and a switch. But I guess I just brought it up. But uh, did you, the next did you day, mean to sound Italian when you said that? Uh, no, not just now. Maybe maybe I'll go on a stream with later. Screen and the screen, it would the screen and the switch. And <laughs> maybe it's a rubbing the fucking off. I don't know. Um, but uh, the next wow. day after that, I saw that he was on my timeline on Twitter or whatever you call it on Twitter, my feed, which means he unblocked me and he had a new slogan which is a Colangelo slash marketing team slogan called here they come. And it's after you, after you write the hashtag, a Sixers logo comes up because they want like I want for that stupid fucking failure of a fucking idiot to not get any credit. And the real players that are here now are the ones that deserve it. Well, hope. Hopefully so, they, so that's they that. So I like Bell Long winded, long winded story. I like Bell and Ellie. So I can't, I can't be, uh, I can't be hating on the Sixers, even though it's entertaining. No, I don't want you to hate on the Sixers. I hope they do well. I hope they go at least, you know, a round or two anyway, for sure. And then maybe then the city will forget about that trust the process shit. Period, because it's, it's fucking dumb anyway. Even if you do trust the process, it's still stupid. Sounds like some kind of fucking high school slogan for biology class. It's just, I mean, it's it's very millennial-oriented. 
It's fucking. Oh, if you true. look at maybe that's why. If I you look like at it. the millennials with the participation trophies, that's where it all started. It's like it doesn't matter if we lose for three seasons. If in the long run we don't even call fucking, it losing, we all participated. Yeah, it doesn't matter if we if we lose. What kind of idiot cares if we lose? Um, the, paying customer, except you fucking fruits. We had that up here. They tried that with uh, minor league soccer. Well, it's a bit of a leap, but and uh, they didn't want to keep score because, of course, that way there can be no winners. And no a winner, losers, right? And it's just like no. Yeah. These kid kids do need to learn also that there is winners and losers, and that just because you fucking show up for something doesn't mean you get the accolades of the people who work for something. It doesn't work like that in the real world. You know what so sucks is that... Actually... Um, go ahead, I'm listening. Yeah, no, no. I was just going to kind of like... I was going to add to that point. Uh, it would be much more lucrative for us. Um, we could do it naturally, and Nate, Nate's kind of an old soul. I mean, we could do it I'm sorry, I said that the wrong way. It would be unnatural, but we could make like 50 times the money that we're making now if we just thought like millennials, even if we didn't, if we acted like we did. There's way more money if we, if I came on and said, trust the process, let's lose on purpose. And I don't care about the 10 other players that are scoring 20 a game now that, that uh, what's his name, brought in. I care about the four that remain from the Hanky regime that he can't even name two of them. And uh, see, here I go again. I'm not even giving a good example of faking. I'm, I'm still fucking <laughs> bitter about it. But, I mean, if we came on and said, uh, get a participation, participation, what the fuck is wrong with me? Particip- I'm all par- I'm fucking par- I'm stroking out right now. Right yeah, uh, we could make tons of money if we hated Baron Corbin and we hated Roman Reigns and we hated Mojo Rawley. And we thought that AJ Styles and uh, was not Okada, sorry, somebody else was on my brain. Um, Nakamura um, really had a five and a half star match at WrestleMania, and the only reason that they didn't is because it was WWE's fault. And you know, if we went with their minority, the the vocal minority. We we'd have way more listeners and we'd be everybody's favorite. But unfortunately, that, we that keep ain't it real. Happening. Yeah. Did you? And if we okay. didn't, and if on, we didn't talk about on that vein, who? If we didn't talk about Peyton Royce, for instance, being hot, and uh, you know what, you know we, Nate would shoot off if we got his girl. We should have never addressed your hotness at all because that's not. If right. we that's talked right. about the iconic duo being uh, sh- showing that uh, women who are not even from this country can make it here, and empowerment, we would have ratings yeah. out the wazoo. Hey, I'm going to change an old saying here. If you you know they say if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. If you look like that, you can make it anywhere, folks. Trust me. Yeah, I mean, she's open. A lot of doors are open for her that she doesn't have to push open. That's for sure. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, God. He finally figured out how to work it. I'm getting a a call, and it's coming from... It's even got caller ID. It even says Scott. Oh, God. (laughs) Mm, uh, 
Let me hold on uh, here. Let me pull it up. I guess he heard what we were saying. All right, uh, Scott, you on the air? With you, Nate. Which one's Nate? The fucking asshole that lives in Philly that keeps fucking talking shit? No, that would be TR. Listen, when all Japan women were a fucking promotion, little did you know that Minomi, Tamiota, Toyota, um, Devil Masami, uh, Bull Nakano, or Nakano, it depends how fluent you are in Japanese, and I know you three ignorant assholes wouldn't know a thing about Japanese decor, but you know, especially you three fat fucks, did you know there's a Japanese diet? Do you know that means it's a fucking government? It's not a diet which you three should be on, you fucking idiots. Look it up. Google's your fucking friend. Anyway, you think about women. You think about Chris Stratus naked and Tori Wilson naked and fucking that, all these broad, the new the Peyton Royce and all that. And you, you should be looking at tapes of Jaguar Yakota versus Linus Asuka from Budokan Hall, you dumb fucks. Fucking assholes. You're not only out of touch with wrestling, you're out of touch with lady wrestling and, and the female movement. Not that, listen, I respect women. That's why I've never had sex with a woman. Um, I'm, I'm actually celibate right now. We can for, guess that. Well, I mean, for some 37 years. Uh, could have figured but that. That's because that's because I respect women as athletes. I respect Asian women and all they've contributed to the evolution and revolution of wrestling. And I'm sick of this Omega fucking show. Well? I don't know what is that the Canadian motherfucker that doesn't Sweaty even Canadian realize Omega when, says what? I don't even know what you're saying, but you mentioned Omega and it better not be in the disparaging remarks because Omega was from Canada, is from Canada, and if you had any fucking knowledge, Mr. Fucking Goddamn King, yeah, he's from, he's from Winnipeg, up there, so you know where first Winnipeg of all, is? first of all, I, I heard from a credible source that you put out 25 NBA or NHL picks, and you were 0 and 25, and said you were 20 and 5, uh, and that's okay, a cra- and the guy's a lawyer. I was the guy's 1 a fucking and 24. Lawyer. Let's get it right. Lawyers don't straight. fucking lie. And listen. If you had any credibility in the Calgary territory, you'd know that from Ho Chi Minh City, fucking they teamed up and they were the tag team champions. Hiro Hase was the tag team champion up there. And, and I'm listen, I, you guys give me a fucking hey. I'm out of here. Fuck you people. Sweaty Kenny Omega is all I got to say. Well, that was Scott. TR? You finally got I the finally heard. Finally heard the guy. I didn't. Uh, it's hard to get a word in with him, huh? He's a he real. Really uh, <laughs> he's a real big Japanese fan. I wonder if he's one of the uh, famous Puro Bros. That I was in this group. I kind of forget the name. I think it was called Drool Kids, where um, it was because most of the members had some kind of mental health disability, and they would drool when they would get on their keyboard. So, um, you know, I. I, I, I Appropriately named it that, just you know, uh, no, it it wasn't a shot. It was just a, you know, I got so many inboxes with you know, 
saying that that should be the name. So I made it, I made it the Drool Kids, and then um, I said, well, hey, maybe, maybe there could be – it wasn't for any financial gain, not monetary. It was for uh, just, you know, supporting the group. Like, hey, it would be pretty cool. we got people all over. Maybe we could wear a shirt that said the Drool Kids. You know, you know just kind of like Wide Men Can't Jump. When we start our merch, it's going to be Wide Men Can't Jump. Like the old show I was on 605, the first show was – first. Uh, actually, I may be wrong here. The first – was the first shirt 605 or was it Yo Mamba? I'm not sure. It was Yo, I, I think it was Yo Mamba. Actually, yeah, then he went that. with their business model, which uh, I don't agree with. But I, I believe the first merge of any kind should be promoting your fucking show or whatever you're promoting. And then, you know, do whatever. But um, the Drool Kids uh, ran, mostly are 50. We're just below 48, 49, and uh, about 13 of the several hundred uh, created, decided that it would be a better idea to make a Puro Bros shirt. So then they would take pictures, and they would have no underwear with New Japan World in the background. So I think Scott may be a member of the Drool Kids. I don't know. I don't know who he is. Well, I kind of thought he was that famous. Scotty Okada, famous uh, photographer and wrestling journalist. Mm. I don't know. He sounds might be a different guy. I don't know. I mean, he knows a lot about Japanese. I do. I like Scott. He knows his shit. He knows a lot about three Japanese wrestlers. I like. Uh, if he keeps listening, then I guess it's cool. Okay. It's got to be the guy that buys Jap- He could be our Japanese listener, you know. I know he every time that I, uh, every time that I'm, you know, that was the first time he actually called in the right number. But every time, including tonight, that he comes on, I get an instant fucking headache. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, how that happens, isn't it? But uh, to go totally off topic here, is anybody, is any, any of you, uh, Vegas Knights hockey fan by any chance? No, but I, I was going to point to you for at least a little hockey, hockey update tonight. Um, for well, those, well, the game is still, the game is still on in, in actually in L.A., but Vegas has just went ahead, and they are about to go up three games to nothing. Look out. First round matchup. So, if they win tonight, I would say they're going to make it to the second round, which they have just totally. Well, their regular season record set every franchise rookie record in any major sport ever. So, getting a playoff round victory that just takes it to a whole new level. So, pretty uh, cool. What else is happening? The uh, the Washington Capitals blew it again today. They're down two nothing. In their historic, uh, much, to the, uh, much to the dismay they, of me, Khalifa, who knows a thing yeah, or two well, about blowing it. They, well, very good. Uh, they just, yeah, they cannot seem to win in the playoffs. Doesn't matter what they do in the regular season, they just suck in the playoffs. Uh, none of you probably don't care about Winnipeg and Minnesota. No, I, I know, I, I, I actually, I actually know about them because of sports radio that Ovechkin is like all world a la James Harden to give a comparison until it comes yeah, time and, and, not and that the he... playoffs just 
Mr. Choke, baby. Yeah, they never get. What's the furthest they've got? Um, they've got, I think, to the third round, but they they should have won the Stanley Cup at least twice in the last ten or twelve years, and just never get there. They always lose yeah. to somebody they shouldn't lose to. Um, of course, the Penguins are up two one against the Flyers. That's the fucking series of who's going to show up tonight. Uh, when the Flyers yeah. goaltending shows up, they do well, and when it doesn't, they get bombed. Uh, Toronto, same thing. Uh, just can't handle the Bruins. They're down two nothing. Can't handle the Bruins uh, physically. Just too much for them. Uh, what else we got going? Uh, Bobby, you are still up. Uh, Bob, 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 well, yeah, you know, he doesn't play much, but uh, he still gets out there for a shift or two. Uh, Sharks ahead of uh, the Ducks, 2 nothing. if you care about California teams. Uh, the only Shark I care uh, about is paying off my fucking street thugs. Own Sharks, anyway. well, they're doing well, so they should be happy. Uh, yeah, that's, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. No big surprises so far except maybe for Vegas. Who just scored again and are uh, are going to win this game? So, uh, so there's no which Cinderella fucking underdog that's up. Um, no, uh, everybody kind of thought uh, New Jersey might give Tampa Bay some trouble, but that has turned out to be total opposite. All the all the Eastern Conference series are all two nothing. There's no series. Uh, there's none tied. They're, everybody's Good. either two zero or two one. So, no no Fuck surprises so far. Yeah, the Devils have not showed up for the playoffs for whatever reason. That way, that way, uh, asshole Har- Josh Harris can be down here for his uh, second place investment. The sixth. Yeah, he will not. Watch, he watch he won't have team. to. Yeah, he won't have to worry about him uh, going back and forth after. Uh, I think that well, we got two games left, so probably tomorrow and Wednesday. By Thursday, he should they should be done, unless they get lucky and win one at home. Of course, uh, you, we can kinda... to, you can catch all this in detail tomorrow on why men can't score. So, absolutely, carry on. Well, what were you going to say, T? I'm sorry. Uh, we glossed over the shuffle, and I only didn't really comment because it's like Vince just. I mean, I've heard from Jr. Not directly. I mean, through you know his show and Dean Ambrose through an interview, et cetera that they don't even tell at least a lot of the boys what they're going to be switched. That's what happens. And Ambrose was, like, kind of pissed. Like, he's like, man, I was just getting in my groove. I was like, let's rock out, smack down, fuck it. We're going to be, you know, Team Blue. Like, here I go back to Raw. So, I don't know how he decides it or whatever. The big one is going to be what are they going to do with Owens and Zayn? Yeah, that'll be the big thing to figure out. They are both nowhere at this point. Yeah. You know what would be really cool for them to do? This is just an idea. And TR kind of hinted at something, uh, having them go work indie dates for a while, and that would be neat. See those two guys on the indies again working just random shows here and there. In that vein, there was a rumor going around that they might involve NXT somehow. Well, see, that's what I was thinking. Have them work the indies for a while and then have them invade NXT. You want to go back to, you want to get back to Raw or SmackDown, you got to go back to the Performance Center. 
Well, not even that. Your, Just have them have indie, them invade. Your indie have wrestling has rubbed off on you, and you're no longer WWE material. We need to mold you again. <laughs> Why? Or have them invade NXT, kind of like the Outsiders did, come in and just attack everybody and get the call shit out of NXT. everyone. Band together, yeah, these two guys. I'm not against that if they do it right. Yeah, I mean, basically just copy the Outsiders NWO format, but have it be short term. Don't plan it for like a year. Have it be maybe lead up to TakeOver at SummerSlam and have them do a match at SummerSlam well, for TakeOver and they win their jobs yeah. back. At least no, I got an idea. Smart enough. Oh, go ahead, Tom. I got an idea uh, about Owens and Zane. That, put it this way, since we're saying it, somebody will hear it somehow, um, and then none of it will be done, like your idea about, like, Nexus and um, what I talked about, maybe working indies. But now I had another idea that could be sort of what Cornette would label comedy wrestling, but it could lead to something, and it would be pretty enjoyable to have, uh, you know, their universal champion, Kevin Owens, and, I mean, Zayn never really got to the, to the height that he wanted to, but they had high hopes with the NXT title and all that. Yeah. Um, go back to, I think Tim said it, uh, go back to the Performance Center and try out and and tumble with all these in, indie guys and show the film and and have, like, you know, on-camera commentary, like, are you fucking kidding me and bleep out the fucks and shit, like, you know, I was universal champion. Now I got to fucking learn to tumble and have them do all these stupid <laughs> things and put up the ring. I, I, took, I took that differently. Everything. I thought you were going to, I thought you were meant they were going to go and not be themselves. You know, I'm not Kevin Owens. I'm here to, I'm here to get a, hey, that, that's I'm, another, that's another idea. That I'm be, Bill Smith, you know, and can, I'm here to, I'm here to get a job. We can make you, um, uh, Fat Boy Slim or something. I mean, or, or whatever. What, what's his real or the, what did he used to go by? Kevin Steen. Yeah, he could use his real name even. That would be even a bigger no no in WWE. Or if, uh, or they could use Zane and uh, have El Generico get signed to a deal. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things they can do, but I guarantee you, it will be the least entertaining no, no. one, unless. None of it will unless, happen. yeah, unless like when when Owens was most entertaining was the uh, festival of love bullshit and all that with Jericho and oh it was yeah the uh, the two of it was the two of them working exclusively with Jimmy Jacobs and Jericho using his seniority to get shit approved through Vince and they basically wrote the whole stories you know the whole storyline and the ending and everything else so it was fantastic. Uh, if they could uh if they could recognize that uh that Owens had that kind of booking mentality and writer's mind then maybe they'll give him a little freedom, who knows. Well here's the uh, thing with WWE and I think I'm starting to get where they are having issues. Um there for a while WWE is uh, a place where guys would come in and WWE wants everything to be their way now and they're wanting to script everything and all this but a lot of these guys that have been on the indies and had to work and get things over, they've had to learn. They had to book themselves. They had to come up with their own stories. They didn't have agents and producers there to help them. And that's, that's become an issue now where WWE just feels like, you know what, these guys are just 
They're actors. They're not performers. They're not creative. They're actors. We tell them what to do, and then they act. It doesn't work that way. If if you're not invested as a talent, because they're not actors, they're wrestlers. If you're not invested as a talent in what you're doing, it doesn't come off well. And even if you are invested in it, and it's bad, then, it, you know, it's just part of it. Yeah, this doesn't speak well for me. Um, but I think uh, hopefully it's just wrestling and not, not broadcasting. But once once you got that fat paycheck and the pinnacle and job security, me personally, but I'm a little lazy. I mean, so don't fucking don't quit the fucking show here and think that if we get somewhere that I'll just fucking sandbag it. But uh, I'd probably, if I was making enough to pay for a house and two cars and have my name big enough to get set for life for appearances. I'd probably be like a Zack Ryder, like, I don't give a fuck if they book me on TV or not. Just let me say woo, 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 and fuck them hot chicks that want to fuck me like Emma and Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, can, you can't blame the guys. They're getting guaranteed money, and they're making all these millions of dollars. And so, You know, a lot of guys have that mentality, hey, I want to be on TV. I want to be seen. I want to be featured. That's how you make money. A lot of guys are getting guarantees, and they're just like, why would I want to go out there and take a bump? Like, why kill yeah. myself? You and know? the pay scale is a little different. When you get over, you get the perks of merch. And then it's yeah. all your competitive spirit inside. I don't know how I would be, really. But, I mean, just the, the current me laying here talking talking shit uh, <laughs> right now. Well, they're but, still, you know, are they still paying pay-per-view cuts like they used to? I'm sure they uh, do. No, they, they, probably not, They've eh? monopolized that with the network. Yeah, but, boy, that, oh, yeah. that used to be where they they would make their money. Yeah, but the, the, you know the top guys are doing well though. Well, no, but I mean there was rumors like what that the top guys there now are making maybe a million dollars, maybe slightly more for uh, a couple more of them. Than that. Yeah, more. Yeah, but that. only for two, only many. for three or four of them though. I imagine that a lot of them are making around. I mean, not a lot, but a, lot, a decent amount are making around a mill. And then uh, there's the ridiculous Brock Lesnar, John Cena types that, you know, right. double digit. But there mill. was, I mean, there was plenty of uh, of uh, back in the day where guys were getting. I mean, like Hogan was getting a million dollars for a pay per view. Yeah, one. Hogan's. Yeah, get granted that's Hogan, oh. but they were all getting a fairly good. Uh, could dip on like a WrestleMania or a Royal Rumble or whatever because they were making such ridiculous sums of money off of it. I guess the which they don't make anymore, so Well Hogan Hogan had his best like uh they called it creative control back then, but it was more than creative control, it was fucking big fucking chunks. Like he like was making you, some serious money in like the Like you said uh, in the beginning W C W he he would have Whatever, I don't know the numbers. They were posted online one one fucking quarter or something was. But he would literally get a like a, a big chunk of the pay per view sales on top of a guaranteed five hundred grand yeah. for a match or something. And it was just like what? I believe I, I believe I saw somewhere where he was whatever his contract was he was getting paid, then he was getting a cut his own cut of the pay per view his own merch. Then another cut of the rest of the pay-per-view and the rest of the merch. Yeah, yeah. 
And he still had to sue Gawker. And yeah, he still fucked the hot chick. We can blame that on his wife, though. But he got that was the reason yeah. he had to do that. He doesn't True. get divorced. He probably still got a pile of money, but. Well, to shift gears just a little bit here, we got about ten minutes left. Um, I want to make a quick announcement. Baseball fucking sucks. That is an announcement officially from Nate Bush. Um, not from anybody else, not from Tim, not from TR. Jesus Christ, baseball is awful. Oh, jeez, man. It's no wonder you go to a game well, and people no. get hammered. You have it's to. You get hammered. 250 million Americans with baseball sucks. Oh, fuck. Um, I will say it is a slow-moving slow game compared to basketball or hockey. Oh, um, it's like watching someone uh, like it's like stubbing your toe repeatedly. Oh, I God. would uh, I would equate it to, and not in a bad way. I would equate it to a sport like golf, where if you've played golf and you understand the dynamics of what actually makes a good shot and why the ball goes where it goes, et cetera, et cetera, baseball is a lot like that. If you've actually played baseball to some significance and you know about okay this is what they do when they throw a curve and this is why the guy swung like this and that's why the ball went that direction and all that the game's a little more enjoyable but most i played baseball. That. that's that's for I the hard so i played baseball for years yeah but you don't learn that in little league bull crap <laughs> no you don't you don't know bull, shit about how to a curve in little league what's up i said he meant bull durham Anyway, um, I played baseball for years. There's nothing like playing baseball is fine. Like if you're out on the field actually playing the game, that's one thing. But Jesus Christ, on the cross, trying to watch a game. It's a very scientific game. I mean, you trying to tell me watching golf is exciting on TV? I'd rather watch golf. I actually enjoy golf. Soccer is not exactly the most exciting sport to watch on television either, and yet it's the biggest fucking sport in the world. Soccer actually has movement. Yeah, but a lot of times Uh, there's nothing going on. The biggest movement of baseball is the pitcher moving his cock from one side to the other. Is my my phone on mute or mute? No, go ahead, uh, TR. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Tim and Nate Nate show. (laughs) I'm trying to rant. I'm sorry. Well, I'm trying to get minutes from last week. I'm trying to give a, a, a different opinion uh, okay, about baseball. I grew up, I played as well. Um, it was actually my most talented sport at a young age, better than basketball, but then I changed. But um, <clears throat> when them dudes started throwing crazy sliders and shit like that when I was about 17, it was like, uh, fuck this. But anyway... Um, it was a different. Uh, I don't know if it was different. Uh, I don't. I'm just going to say for me, it was different for me as a young man. Um, you know, I could name a million players from the 70s and the 80s, etc., and the 90s. Uh, but I don't. I don't enjoy it as much. So I, I side with you there. But uh, the the when you have some rooting interest, the Phillies are now nine and five 
uh, after the whole town killed the new manager. The new manager uh, is Gabe Kapler. I don't know if either of you are up to date on this information. Yes, ex-player, but he's he's jacked up on steroids, literally. He does underwear modeling. And, you know, Philly has been hard on him, and he's made some strange decisions. Uh, you both know the basic rules of baseball. When you bring in a relief pitcher, there needs to be one warming up. The second game of the season, he called for a reliever, to, and he forgot that he had nobody in there, which is his responsibility <laughs> as it is. So well, I guess you can he, do he that, went, but he ain't going to be very good. Yeah, but he's turned it around in there. They're 9-5, and five, and uh, he's trying to piggyback the Eagles' mentality. And, and to his credit, he came out on a press conference and said when they were ragging him, uh, I made some mistakes. Um, I'm growing and I'm new. And this is the honesty I'd like from the Sixers. And I want to have put the best product on the field for you Philadelphia fans. So I'm going to listen to your criticisms, and I'm going to learn as I go, and I'm going to make this team a champion. So he uh, he admitted that he fucked up, and he said he's willing to listen and shit like that. Uh, as for uh, the excitement of the game, I lean a little bit towards Nate. It's fun to go sit in an open area with friends and have uh, some rooting interest, some nice sun to get a nice little base to your skin, drink some cold ones, overpriced cold ones, but cold ones nonetheless. And, you know, if if you were me five years ago, you'd be such a degenerate that you'd call in a bet even though you didn't know one fucking player on the Phillies, if, if that was the stadium I happened to go to. And that makes it a little more fun, too. But uh, to sit and watch, it's kind of for me like uh, if I'd have to wait till October. Oh, I don't um, – yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here saying baseball is the end all of sports because it's not. It's just – it is a much more scientific, statistic-driven uh you know, going to a ball game is kind of a fucking. Uh, it's not a two-hour event; it's a five-hour event. It's a day a trip. A long fucking day. Kind of, yeah, it's a day trip kind of thing, and it's a different. And it's not a bruising sport either. Like if you like contact or movement, okay, baseball's not really your game because there isn't that much of it, in all honesty. And when there is, it's a very brief. You know, somebody might steal a base or something like that. I mean, how much more interesting would baseball be if when a guy tried to steal second, the second baseman could fucking level him as he tried to do it? You might watch baseball a little bit more. If you were alive in Ty Cobb's time, that was the case. Yeah, you know, if, oh, he's going to steal second, and here comes the shortstop with a clothesline. Fucking <laughs> hell, he didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. I just I find ba- ba- baseball, yeah, there's, there's a very much more uh, – uh, like if you watch baseball with someone who play who has played baseball and they know, they know that when the pitcher pitcher goes to throw the pitch and they're going okay just through a curve and I don't know it's a curve until the ball gets three feet from the plate and it actually starts to curve whereas these guys know from the motion of the arm and all that kind of nonsense it's more of a nerd game I guess you could say maybe to some degree I don't want to offend anybody but it's a stat geek game and a lot of a lot of uh older people like it and a lot of people in my age group grew up with it so they that's just the way they kept you know yeah see, going. My, my father loves it too because he listened to it on the radio when he was a kid yeah you know, i think i think he, he'd i watch think anybody I'll attend the Phillies. 
I'll attend a Phillies game or two this this summer, likely. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I I'm kind of yeah. I mean, if I had to, if not. I had to pick between, uh, you've got to watch football, uh, basketball, pro basketball, college basketball, college football, hockey. Those are all above baseball on my what I'd watch if it was on TV. Put it that way, it would be last on the list. I bet. I think we're all in agreement on that. You stole that with us, Nate. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I fell asleep since you guys were talking about baseball. Um, because that's what I think of it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, I'm just listening to you guys. You brought it up, so I think <laughs> I, I think we. I'm just busting think, your balls. Jeez, Louise, come on, let me shit I, on baseball. Fuck you. you I think we. You. I think we may get a little bit of uh, negativity from uh, listeners. There's some. There's some baseball fanatics out there, but don't get me wrong. I know why people like baseball. I'm just not one of them. I'm not telling any man. Fuck you like baseball. Fucking all power to you. Watch all 162 games if it thrills you. I'm not telling you to stop watching it if you like it. Yeah, no, me neither. You like baseball? I just don't like it. Fucking all. It just doesn't do it for me. But I I I do watch baseball. I think it's dull. There's, you said the Phillies are, are nine and five. Well, they've got 148 games to go, so hang in there, folks. You know, uh, do what you can. 162 a, game it, season. It so, is very uh, much have a, fun with an that. economically driven game too, because boy, do they make. You want to talk about salaries and money? There's too much money. money rolling around baseball. They make way too much <clears> money, <throat> especially if you're a pitcher. You make all that money as a pitcher, and you work once every five games. I mean, granted, Not if you're Otani, but I don't want that fucking asshole to call in again and think I'm talking Start about talking it. talking about Japanese baseball. There no, is a gentleman if you're not. If, Listen, I couldn't do what they do. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I can do what they do. It's easy. No, couldn't do it. Um, and actually, I did uh, tweet out maybe a while back, um, baseball should adopt or not baseball, basketball and football should adopt the baseball mentality. Uh, the manager in baseball, as it was pointed out to me, because you can't call him a coach. He's the manager, not the coach, which is the same goddamn thing, by the way. I just thought uh, I'd point that out. Well, it is. So there you go. He's the fucking manager, coach. general manager. But anyway. It's a uh, fucking coach. The same fucking thing. Where I you want to die from. on that hill? Yes, yes, I do. That's the hill you're. That is the hill you're picking to die on. <laughs> Manager and coach. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, but they, they have the, um, they have the manager wear the same uniform as the players, which I think is pretty cool. I think that uh, basketball, football should adopt that. Could you see Andy Reid suited up in a Chiefs right. uniform? Right down to Could pads. You, yeah, only in my only in my fantasies. Uh, uh. <laughs> How would you like to see Brett Brown over on the sidelines in a Sixers jersey? Oh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Fucking shorts on, no warm-ups. Yeah, the shorts, just game. Yeah, game the warm-ups. Or Tim, even oh. like maybe I don't know any hockey coaches, but a hockey coach over there in oh, a God, hockey no, jersey. They're all they're all at least suit wearers. I, I don't think I've ever seen an NHL hockey coach not in a suit. There's only two guys that are already close. Um, Bill Belichick, uh, he he would actually be an improvement if he wore a uniform, a jersey, and, and he would Ooh. improve. 
I can remember um, um, uh, Bill Cower from the Steelers used to wear the, you know, he'd have the team hoodie on basically and. Yeah, but he didn't cut no, he the sleeves like Belichick. No, but he wasn't wearing he wasn't wearing a suit though either. Like he didn't stick out any more than any of the other non-players wow. on the sidelines. He stuck out because he had Sergeant Slaughter face. But anyway, well that's true. Uh, well, most most of the football players, the football coaches, don't wear uniforms. I've noticed that. The only one they ever really did was Jack Del Rio. Uh, he did that a lot when Jackson. Yeah, you'll see but, most uh, of them. Sometimes they've got the they've got the team swag on of some sort. Yeah, I mean they that's got a hat fine. on or, or but the other guy that's lines, uh, but... the other guy that's close is Bob Huggins. I'd like to see Hug, Huggins in his old uniform. It would be entertaining. <laughs> Granted, they've yeah, had yeah. to uh, air yeah, it out a little bit. Expand the elastic. If, if I definitely don't want that guy Scott calling because he gives me a headache. That's a shoot. Um, okay. Well, but, well, if he calls in, uh, I'll exit out. All right, cool. Um, but if you're not familiar with this Otani's story, he was supposed to pitch today, but it got canceled. He is a Japanese, go figure, phenom who lit up Japanese baseball because he was a two-way player, which some you know pitchers like Jake Arrieta can hit but, you know, reasonably, but I think Roy Halladay was a pretty good hitter back when he was alive. Uh, but anyhow, uh, this Otani is like a legitimate threat to be a, you know, third or fourth in the lineup type hitter. Plus he throws a hundred mile an hour fastball with a lot of junk as they call it as well. So he's two and zero as a pitcher struck out 12, his last outing. And he had, last I checked, four home runs batting. So he's a uh, unique star. Who did he play for? The Anaheim Angels. Um, uh, I I, I don't in, really often. I don't often study Japanese. Yeah. Aren't they in the American Mike League? Mike Trout. Mike Trout, Otani, et cetera. Um, but he, yeah, but aren't he they plays in the American in, League? Yes. So how does he hit home runs? DH. Yeah, but he don't get they they get the pitcher to DH. When he's no, not he pitching, doesn't hit when he DH. he doesn't hit when he's not pitching. Well, they, he's they, yeah, they get to DH when he's when he's not starting. He DHs because he's that good of a player offensively. Well, that's pretty crazy. That's first time in in modern era. Babe Ruth used to allegedly do that, but you know, whatever. So, if you want something that might interest you, Nate, yeah, Otani. But I just don't want to hear that guy Scott calling like all the time. So I just, uh, you know, but that mm-hmm. might be something to perk your baseball spirit. Hmm. It won't. <laughs> I'm forced to. Uh, I'm very much forced to listen to baseball a lot at work. And I usually call Tim and take off running when I'm about to miss a commercial break. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but you also had what couldn't have been the biggest snoring baseball game of all time on today. So That's, It's every game. <laughs> it's every no. game. You know, you know what would kill me, like the local stations around here, uh, 610-975, ESPN Radio, blah, 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 blah. There would be like a, a Sixers game or, or something like important, 
um, towards the playoffs. Even the Flyers, too. Like, even though, you know, I'm not, not the biggest hockey guy. Flyers, Sixers, I'd have something of local interest or March Madness or whatever when I was, you know, out driving for work. And I'd click on the fucking both sports channels, and they one would have just talk, and the other one would have, well, spring training here, we're in the second inning, and fucking yeah, Joe Jabroni, Joe Jabroni would be fucking who's a who's now in Double A, who wasn't even going to make the team. They they felt that was more important to put on their programming than. Uh, the Flyers or Sixers playoff run. Unfortunately, like the final. Believe this like or final not. Four. Believe this or not. When you take on a baseball team, and you you usually have to take on them as a package, the baseball radio is usually the cheapest thing to get, and if you play that you actually are saving your station money because the baseball's cheaper. It's the cheapest one you can have. Uh, because you know, if you're airing basketball it. or football or college basketball, it just depends. Um, most of the time, baseball's the cheapest. So baseball, it works out that way. And most radio stations have these deals in place for years. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, you're yeah, this team's affiliate. It, yeah, I mean the grapefruit league and all that is you know, it's a part of American culture down there. Oh yeah, the grapefruit league. I got your grapefruit right you know, here. You know, Florida and whatever the other one is, the two big ones anyway. I mean, the, the cactus league or some shit. Yeah, that could be it. I mean, they come up with something that was that crap. Couldn't couldn't they come up with something similar, like the cactus and the scorpion league, or at least two well, things that remind you of desert? No, we got the fucking the cactus league and the grapefruit <laughs> league. It's for Fucking the fat stupid. baseball. But I don't know where Cactus League came from unless it's in the desert. Which I don't really know, to be honest. But. Well, they should just fucking pitch cactuses and pitch grapefruits. That, I, I, would, I would watch that. You know, a friend of mine once said, you know, you want to make baseball interesting again? Um, there's two options you have. One, fill the field with, with like, landmines or something. Land Not mines that in the outfield, yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck, let's make it interesting here. Or, this was my suggestion. Now, now go with, and this right here, for me, this is a serious, that one was obviously not serious, but this is serious. This is a serious suggestion to make baseball more fun, more entertaining, okay? Other than changing the schedule and cutting it down from 162 games to something else or any of that nonsense. This is a serious suggestion. All right. When is baseball the most exciting? When was the last time baseball was like, oh, man, yeah, I can't wait. Baseball, you know, we got to see this. When was the last October. big? Well, I mean, other than Steroids that, I'm talking are. about when, other than the World Series uh, every Steroids year. Are. Home run. Exactly. Uh, Mark Sosa. Yes, that was when baseball, they were interrupting national programming on TV when Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa got up to bat. So you could watch them at bat to see if they break the home run record. That was what an exciting time that was. And I still remember where I was watching when Barry Bonds broke Hank Aaron's record. And when Mark McGuire broke the record, uh, I think it was, uh, was it DiMaggio or Maris or no, somebody. Roger Maris. Some fucking guy. Anyway, 
I say, here's what we do. You want to make baseball more fun again? Let them motherfuckers juice. Let them shoot up as much as they fucking want. I say, get, <laughs> get Congress out of the this. Olympics. <laughs> let's let them, listen, you want to make this fun? Let's make this fucking fun. Juice up, motherfuckers. I mean, as much as you can. I want you all to walk out there and look like a walking fucking bodybuilder. I, can, you know do what we do? I can do that easier without the drugs. Hold on. Major League then, Baseball to the Major League Baseball changes the size of the baseball by a sixteenth of an inch. Change the weight by a sixteenth of an ounce. Make everybody use the same size bat, length and weight, and start the record book over. For the next uh, twenty years, people for the next twenty years, people be setting records and people would watch because that's what people like. They try. They actually implemented a little bit of that psychology last year, and they used a. Yeah, they tried to fuck with the ball, but home run derby baseballs, batting practice. Well, or even even if they that. just scrubbed the record book and said, okay, starting in 2020, that's going to be the new, the golden age of baseball, and the old record book will keep that, but we're going to start a fresh one because the game has changed. Well, let me let Might me finish work. the other thing. Once everybody's all juiced up, all right. Here's what we do. We, we, get, we give them a couple years. We give them a couple years to just crack home runs. I'm talking about, and we break records, and we set ratings, and we get people interested again. It's like, God, they're hitting 10 home runs a game. That will get people interested. Now, we put asterisks beside the records, and hey, this motherfucker was on more juice than a fucking kindergarten class. But, we, you know, you make that note. And if they don't get in the Hall of Fame, whoopty fucking do who gives a shit? Then, to make the game interesting again, now we start making stadiums bigger. All right, instead of 400 feet, the stadium's now 525 feet. You're juiced to the gills. Let's see you hit one out now. Then we'll have some fun. That'd be well, fun next being in the upper deck from fucking 10 next miles you'll, away. You'll be having to, yeah, you'll have to be having to add a fourth and fifth outfielder to cover all that ground. Good. And that there gives more people a job. There'll be, I'm making jobs. There'll be, there'll be 30 doubles a game because – ball will fall I, at the 450 foot mark and the guy will have to run 100 feet to pick it up Tim I'm creating jobs here I'm doing what I'm doing what people want <laughs> you're just doing it for the economy eh? exactly look at well, how much money I just made baseball and another dude that has to come play right center I will go to the uh, NHL board of governors tomorrow and suggest we make the, re- the rink 400 feet long there you go let's have some fun man and uh, the nets will be the size of soccer goals. Let's see some fucking goals, people. No record save. <laughs> Hockey's actually Play entertaining it. without changing anything. I'm trying to take a boring sport and make it fun. Since one idea didn't work, I'll try the sympathy, uh, as we call it in Delaware County, Delco, the crying technique. The crying technique for you, Nate, is to think about the human being, even though he's making millions of dollars, on a field that's 150 degrees on the outfield in one of those uh, heat wave, dangerous for elderly. Actually, I got insulted on the weather one time. They said, it's so hot, the elderly, small children, and TR, please stay indoors. But anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, that hot has to be there for – Nine innings plus, if there's you know uh, over or uh, extra innings, 
And if it's a heat wave and he's in the same city, it's day after day after day, the same part of the country he goes to play against the Phillies, the Mets, et cetera. Does the sympathy angle help you at all? How much money is he making? Millions. Too damn much. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, quite frankly, I don't really either. I could probably name 20 (laughs) baseball players, maybe. If that's the case, TR, then shouldn't we be giving a raise to all of our uh, Department of Highways workers who have to work on the same roads day after day after day? They don't make a damn thing. They did a... uh, Just... Just an idea. They did a they did a skit like that. I think it was on Saturday Night Live way back in the day where they pretended it was like a, a what did he say? Telephone for the poor professional athletes. Please, how we can't expect these people to live off twelve million dollars a year. I mean, that was who's got a family. Anyway. <laughs> this guy's got a family. He can't live on twelve million dollars a year. My God, Rodman, that's not even to cover his hair supplies. <laughs> yeah, well, that's basically what it was. They, they had all the people come on and do a, like, a, we are the, we are the world, world kind of song. Yeah, yeah. it was ridiculous. <laughs> I think you it was his line than anyway. You can't expect Michael Jordan to not have more than two pairs of shoes a day. My God, man. <laughs> uh, well, gentlemen, yeah, we are... Life. We are well over yeah, time here. Yes, we are, as usual. We're about 15 minutes over. Uh, so we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, I got a baby doctor appointment tomorrow, and I got to go to the car lot tomorrow. So best of luck to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. So it's going to be a fun contagious. Day. Yeah, <laughs> it is. No, I'm kidding. But uh, you know what? This was fun. This has been the Sunday Night Roundtable. You guys got anything you want to add before we jet on out of here? I have nothing to add. TR? Go Leafs. Uh, follow at Wide Dump. Follow at TR Shock. Don't be a fucking idiot. And uh, that's it. All right. Make sure you follow us anywhere and everywhere you see us. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Anywhere, wide men can't jump. We are all over the place. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a good night. Peace.